the day and I'll go to school tomorrow. First impressions are incredibly important. Honey, you can make a wonderful first impression. Brenda, how could you? He was a jerk, okay? I've made my choice and I choose me. Beverly Hills 90210 fans, welcome to 90210-SO, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast retrospective series. I am JT, and joining me on this journey through West Beverly and Beverly Hills as a whole is my good buddy Tim. Tim, how are you? JT, feeling pretty good, and pulling in at episode 22 here. As we've talked about so many episodes of this show every season, 22 is like one of those, that's what feels like a, a season finale. Yes. For most shows, it's like when a when a show has a lot of episodes a season, it, it tends to top out at twenty two. And yeah, here we we're are. We're just getting down so, the home stretch. <laughs> we're just getting down the home stretch. Exactly. We're still in like we're we're in a, a February appropriately mm-hmm. enough, um, which will uh, factor into what we're going to be talking about in this episode. I mean, if you were a fan of the show at the time, which you know we we were, I'm getting close to it anyway. Like. You had to love it. I mean, you you get ton, mm-hmm. you basically a half a year's worth of episodes. I mean, right? 52 weeks in a year, we're getting 28 episodes. Yeah. Like, you're almost mm-hmm. getting a half of your year, you're getting a new 9021 episode. So if you're a diehard fan at this point, you are uh, in good shape. You're getting plenty of content, for sure, to uh, dig into your favorite show. Uh, I definitely speak- got spoiled. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't think that uh, I realized that this was not a regular ordinary television model at all like I, I i would say i fully took this for granted growing up so when other shows would just like kind of peter out after again 12 20 some episodes it's like hey what the hell are they shortchanging <laughs> and so, this yeah. i mean we're not even at our max like once we nope. get to season four these go 32 a season until season eight yeah. <laughs> like i mean that's yeah. that's a lot of episodes it's wild uh, I think, I mean, total is 293, which is crazy. Um, okay. We're going to cover them all, but tonight we're covering our, mm-hmm. uh, what are we on, our 44th all-time mm. in season two, episode 22. But to do that, we're going to bring in one of our favorites, a uh, close friend of both of ours. Of course, he's been here before and uh, not new to the 90210 So universe. That's our good friend, Mr. Logan Crossland. Logan, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great tonight. Uh, glad to finally not on not be on a uh, sexual assault episode, but this one does have to do with sex. So I'm still, I'm still the sex expert of Beverly Hills 90210. So uh, You're a horny, I guess. No yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> glad to be here, though. <laughs> yeah, so it's good to have you. And you're on your own 90210 journey, correct? You're uh, you started watching the show around when we started this, and you're moving along. Yeah, that's correct. I'm in uh, season five right now. I'm on about episode four of that season. So I just uh, got rid of Brenda and uh, just brought Veronica in. So uh, Valerie. Valerie. Valerie, sorry. Valerie, sorry. Sorry. The, Valerie here. Uh, are you enjoying the show, though? You're into it? You like oh, it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I go through little patches. I, I watch a bunch of episodes at once and then kind of take a little bit of time off just to not uh, wear myself out, I guess. But um, yeah, a lot, lot of fun. Make sure you enjoy season five and, and six, but especially five. Five mm-hmm. is like. Me and Tim's fave. Yeah, <laughs> like, like enjoy we, that one. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. 
Yeah, well, you, you say Veronica, kind of a Betty Veronica situation mm. once Valerie <laughs> comes in. So gotcha. you're not far off the mark there, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> Even I got the V right. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, we are not far off from the end of the season. So let's dive in. Uh, episode 22 of season two and Baby Makes Five. Mm. Uh, this dropped on February 13th, 1992. It's pretty timely. It's a Valentine's Day episode. Uh, it definitely dipped, though. So we talked about the rating last time. We had a 19 uh, this time we're down to 16.7. So we talked about the big yeah. cliffhanger, Tim. Surprised that yeah. like they had a drop off from that, but then we bumped back up next next episode. So again, I don't know if we're in that uh, Olympic uh, rush maybe during this this week, and that's affecting things. But... Yeah, yeah. And it is so close to a holiday. Maybe people just have plans this night, and you know, even if they're interested, can't be around. I all kinds of things could could throw it off but it is surprising and a little disappointing that uh our last episode is not rewarded for its its major developments i'm trying to look at the dates uh yeah it was the 8th to the 23rd was the olympics so i i mean i guess there's a chance there's something big on one of these nights in here i don't know i have to look through the actual all the events to see if anything happened on that date but um this is right in the middle of the winter olympics and this is a pretty big one so uh, I can see that definitely hurting things. And by the time we're back, the Olympics are over. So, um, and our and the last episode was not during the Olympics. So I would say that that had to put a little dip, dip in this. I would assume being right smack dab in the middle of the the three week Olympics there. Yeah, I can see it. What what night? Did, yeah, I know y'all talked about it. What night was this on uh, at this point? We're still on Wednesdays, right, Tim? Wednesdays, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, I yeah. believe we're on at nine o'clock rather than eight o'clock. That's the only right. gotcha difference. And this Olympics, we said, was uh, uh, Alberta? Not Nagano, was it? No, uh, it's Alberta, uh, Albertville, France. So yeah. it's, you know, the time difference is there. So I'm not, but but back then they used to air a lot, like it, they'd tape a lot. And it wasn't like today where you can watch everything on the app live. So basically they would be taping right, stuff during right. the day and then they would air primetime blocks at night. So even with the delay, like we're, we're still watching stuff in that window. Um, and I'm sorry. We, we said the show is on Wednesday. It is not on Wednesday yet. It's still on Thursday. Oh, Thursday, Thursday. Yes. We're yeah. To Wednesday mm-hmm. soon, but yeah, we're on Thursdays. We're going to be on Wednesdays in that third season. So okay. yeah, we are on Thursday nights. And so, I mean, Thursday end, traditionally, right? traditionally Thursday, such a competitive uh, night for television so it it makes sense that it's going to be struggling between the olympics and sweeps and just there's a lot going the holiday there's a, a whole lot going on without us even knowing necessarily what the what other shows were doing right like yeah it's, it's just so we said this was the 13th yes yeah, the day before valentine's day so i don't think the holiday would have had a ton of things to do with i don't it, know but, well yeah. all right so seinfeld was still on wednesday then because the Seinfeld episode had a big rating, but that it, even that was down. Actually, I'm looking at the other Seinfelds from that stretch, mm-hmm. and that was a big one. I think that's the Keith Keith uh, Hernandez episode that aired oh, on wow. February 12th, and that was down. And then there's a, then it bounces back up the week after. So what would have been on? Uh, I guess Cheers would have been on probably up against this. Uh, Cheers is still on. Not yeah, it it doesn't end until '93. Yeah, so this is the next. I mean, so let's look at this Cheers night. Uh, February 13th, 
got a 22.6 rating. But even that's down. The one before this had a 29.7. Um, yeah. So again, I, and, and they're dipped in the, on the 13th and 20th. They're down from their, their averages. So it looks like, I think the Olympics has put a hit on everything. So everything's taken a hit like yeah. across the board. It makes like, sense. <laughs> I mean, that's still a monster fucking number for cheers. Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, uh, let's head into episode 22, season two, and Baby Makes Five. We're at the Taylor residence. Jackie's going through some old baby pictures of Kelly. Uh, Kelly comes in, they talk about babies, and Kelly says, yeah, I was a baby a long time ago. And Jackie says, tell me about it. I'm too old for this, but here we go. Uh, Jackie's going to get confirmation at the doctor today. Kelly asks how Mel took the news, and Jackie kind of dodges it and reveals she has not told Mel yet. Jackie says Mel's made it clear he does not want more children. And it's not easy, but Kelly says she has to tell him and let him know that she's going to take care of it. So Kelly's under the full impression right now that Jackie's having an abortion and needs to tell Mel. Dylan, Brenda, Kelly, and David are walking through the halls of West Bev. They're talking about their big plans for Valentine's Day. Dylan is keeping theirs a secret for him and Brenda. And he says one of the clues is we'll be lying down. So, of course, trying to play up the uh, sexual innuendo there. Uh, Kelly's kind of spaced out in the discussion. Brenda says, what do you think it is? And she says, frankly, I don't care. <laughs> Walks away. Uh, da- <laughs> David comes over to talk to Kelly. Apparently, there's a big Valentine's Day dinner with uh, the four of them, David, Kelly, Jackie, and Mel. He wants to know if Donna can come. And Kelly says, no, it's not all right. Donna tells her to lighten up. And Kelly says, there may not even be a dinner. David said he has to go to the radio booth. Donna gives Kelly some shit. She says, stop being mean to David. And Kelly says, I have my reasons. And Brenda and Donna keep pushing until Kelly finally gives up the secret and uh, says, you know, our parents always tell us to be careful, but apparently Mel and Jackie weren't. And Jackie is pregnant. Uh, We go to the radio studio. David's in the booth. Donna comes in. She apologizes for Kelly's actions. And David lets Donna know the big news that Mel is going to propose at the big Valentine's Day dinner. Donna says, oh, good. Yeah, well, I know about the baby, so you don't have to keep that a secret. But David is like, what baby? And now we're in the soup, guys. Donna cracks, tells him what's up. <laughs> Jackie and with Jackie, Donna says, maybe that's why Mel's proposing. And David says, no, Mel would have told me. And then Donna pieces things together and says, maybe Mel doesn't know, Tim. Uh, so what do you think of these first few scenes kind of setting the stage for uh, a classic calamity uh, where yeah. know, Jackie hasn't told Mel. Mel's got this surprise plan. Now Donna's getting mixed up and you know spilling beans when she shouldn't be. So we're all over the place right now. A bit of a comedy of errors here. Just misunderstandings <laughs> abound all over the place. Lack of communication. Um, so you can tell what this is setting us up for. There's there's going to be, um, you know, just assumptions being made on, on multiple fronts here throughout this episode. Um, many of them quite unfounded. But, uh, you know, Kelly not doing the best job of... of keeping things a secret uh, although i understand donna is her best friend she she sort of feels like she owes it to her to tell her something rather than to just make it seem like she's being a bitch over this this dinner um i don't know i feel like she kind of could have made something up in the moment rather than dropping the bombshell about you know her mom's personal business right um she also maybe could have smartened donna up to the fact that and hey by the way this it's it's important we keep this on the down low because Mel also doesn't know anything yet. And my mom doesn't know how to tell him quite yet. So she left out that very it's yeah. crucial detail, mm-hmm. it, it would seem. So Donna goes off at thinking, you know, Mel is already in the know here. And 
Mel has got the the bombshell on on his front that he's going to be dropping that we as the viewers are now learning about as well. This marriage proposal, which David is in the know, but apparently no one else is, and it's it's already breaking down big time. So secrets are the cats out of the bag for uh, you know Donna, uh, David, uh, you know Kelly. Let this thing slip. Um, so it, it, she's she's not doing the best job of keeping things close to the vest here. Um, but but I like that uh, this is going to be our setup. This is what we're working with. And this episode is going to make pretty good use of uh, the parents that we don't see too much of here in Beverly Hills. But um, I'm liking where things are going. Seems like a a, um, a worthy follow-up to our cliffhanger. I like that we didn't just leave that hanging. We are um, dealing with that, that final scene uh, from our last great episode uh, very directly here. Logan? Yeah, just calamity after calamity, it seems, on this one. I also love that, like, David has to ask Kelly if Donna can come over to dinner, not, like, <laughs> right. Jackie or Mel or, well, you know. Yeah, really. Or just fucking bring her. Like, she's Kelly's yeah, best right, friend. Just, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, it's not like they're going to kick her out. It, or anything it, it is like Valentine's that. Day. I mean, yeah, he should yeah. be able to bring a date. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, just just screw up after screw up, it seems. You know, everybody's telling stuff that maybe shouldn't be told like uh, Tim said, Kelly probably should have thrown in the fact that Mel doesn't know. So she may have definitely not told David at that point um, or let it slip to David because obviously she would hear wedding proposal and she's like, Oh, Mel knows. So she knows, knows about the baby, everything like that. So um, yeah, just, just, it seemed like screw up after screw up the whole time uh, through this first couple of scenes, but um, it will only uh, lead to making things worse. So uh, we'll get to that as we go further on. <laughs> We go to the peach pit. Steve's asking Brandon etiquette about giving a friend a Valentine's Day card. He kind of wants to send one to Kelly, but he's afraid it might be the wrong message. But if he doesn't send one, she'll think he doesn't care. So he's, he's a little stressing about that. Uh, Andre is also at the pit, and she... <laughs> Alright, look, there's a lot of leaps in this episode. This is the first one where she, she <laughs> spots that Nat has the race card in, in his hand. Like They clearly play up that she knows nothing about horse racing or betting. Mm. Like, how did she know he was, unless he had mentioned it in the past, mm -hmm. I guess we're supposed to infer that maybe, like, whatever, like, Nat's a big horse race junkie or something, but she says it like she knows it by seeing it. She's like, oh, is that the horse, horse car? Right. So that was a little weird. <laughs> um, and she takes such an interest in it at the same time. Like, right. not only does she know what this this is, she's she's like, oh, let me see, even though she admits I have no idea what this world is like at all, you know? It feels like it's just like a girl that's interested in learning at all times. Like, you're uh, yeah. just her curiosity so. peaked for some reason, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so she asks Nat about it. She says, how does it all work? Uh, Nat explains it, and Andrea says, all right, I'm going to make a pick. And Nat says, that's a long shot. Brandon and Steve come over. They kind of roast her. She's picking based on name. And Brandon says horse racing is a statistical science. Uh, but Nat says he, he had a girlfriend once that always picked the winners, but he never took her seriously and bet on them. And Andrea says to take horse three on the eighth race. The horse is named Lovesick. And Nat is going mm -hmm. to do it. Uh, Steve makes a great bug eye face after she says Lovesick. Um, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Mm -hmm. 
David heads, uh, heads over to Mel's office. He uh, chats with Arlene. She works at the front desk. She's kind of flirting with him a little bit. Oh, you've grown taller since I last saw you. Uh, Mel is pumped to see David and shows off the ring. Reassures David there'll be one big happy family. They kind of have an awkward back and forth. And Mel says, look, don't worry about it. I'll always be there for you first, no matter what. Mel says, this is what I want. And, uh, and Jackie makes me happy. We go to Kelly's house where Kelly is ripping into Donna because Donna admits that she told David about the pregnancy. Uh, and Donna says it just kind of slipped out. Kelly's not happy. Uh, and then Donna says, well, it's all right. You know, and basically says that Mel's proposing. And now Kelly didn't know about that. So Donna's really in it right. again here. Uh, she's now <laughs> screwed up the pregnancy surprise and the proposal. Uh, Kelly's not happy about any of this. But Donna says, don't worry. Nobody's going to find out. And, of course, we cut to the Walsh house where immediately Brenda <laughs> pretty much tells the family <laughs> yes. that Jackie's pregnant. She kind of plays a coy little, like, you know, a friend who's dating another friend's dad. Um, and Cindy guesses who it is. Jim Jim says, Jackie must be pushing 40. And Brenda says, she's been pushing for a while, which is a funny line. <laughs> um, but it also is like, it, it, it was one of those things where, the, you know, you always hear, like, the 80s and 90s people looked older. Like, it's a we've talked about this before, Tim. It's it's a stark reminder that like these yeah. parents are meant to be, I mean, I guess our age where we are now, right? They're like in their late yeah, 30s, early like 40s. Probably yeah. early 40s, yeah. But they don't never seem it, you know, they always seem more like 50s, I guess. But to to the show's credit, Jackie is the one who kind of pulls it off in terms of still looking, you know, fairly youthful. I, I mean, mm-hmm. it is a it is a, a early '90s parent youthful, but compared compared to like a Cindy Walsh, who's you know, deli- right. purpose is is clearly not that old, but is always made to look sort of uh, housewifeish, right? I think it depends um, on purposely. her hair. She, her her hairdos def- definitely depend on like what the how old she looks. Yeah, like, like. yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, they, but I mean, I guess I would have I guess Nat's supposed to be like what in his early fifties? I guess uh, um, I'm never clear when it comes to Nat. It's I mean I don't know. Based on some of his references, I feel like he's meant to be older. But then I know later in the series, like he's gonna get married, and like mm-hmm. don't they even end up having a they have kid? a kid? Like yep. what? <laughs> so I yeah, it's, it's tough with with him. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, Jackie is meant to be of the parents, the the hip mom. So. For the most part, I, I think they do a decent job with her. But yeah, I mean, this is this is somebody who is in their early forties, and um, and I love how how Brenda just has no shame and letting all these secrets fly. And it is it feels very realistic too. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, gossiping about their friends' parents. I mean, of course she's gonna, of course she's just gonna, you know, <laughs> talk about all this like like it's her business. It's just. I guess forties makes sense because the Golden Girls were like in their fifties, right? Even though they look like they're in their seventies. Sure, <laughs> yeah. You know. This is where we're at. This time period, and that you know, Dorothy's Bornak is like in her mid fifties mm-hmm. in that freaking show, even though she looks old as shit. Um, yeah. So it's uh, right back then. <laughs> Jim says he doesn't miss baby. You know, taking care of babies, basically. Brenda says it's a secret because Cindy wants to call Jackie to congratulate her. And Brandon's like, well, why the hell did you tell us? And then uh, Brenda wants to know what the Valentine's Day plans are from Dylan. And Brandon will not give up any details. And he says, I keep my friend's secrets, uh, which is a funny dig. 
So, Logan, what did you think about all this back and forth <clears throat> at the uh, Mel's office and Kelly getting mad at Donna, uh, the horse racing? Like, we had a lot jammed in here in these few scenes. Yeah, I mean, David could have spilled the beans, too. Um, and I it was I think it was strong and uh, showed a little bit of character development for him that he, he kind of held it to himself, mm-hmm. uh, showing that he can keep a secret, unlike seems like the rest of the people mm-hmm. uh, on this show. Um, obviously, the news of the pro- uh, impending proposal uh, shocks Kelly a little bit. And now she doesn't really know if Mel doesn't know or if, if David didn't tell Mel or something to that effect. So. Um, it just adds another little uh, little thing to that. Um, but uh, and then, of course, Brenda being the blabbermouth she is has to tell the whole uh, Walsh family. But, um, yeah, you know, Jim has a couple of good uh, zingers in there. And, you know, uh, Cindy's the uh, good mom that uh, wants to check on her friend, uh, make sure that everything's going OK. But, of course, uh, Brenda then says she can't tell anybody. Um, and then uh, Brandon, of course, uh, being him says uh, he keeps his secrets for his mm-hmm. friends and uh but yeah just a uh, really good few scenes in a row um and a lot more calamity for sure <laughs> i i do wonder getting back to the uh the scene at the peach pit have things fizzled between andrea and and john griffin already for her to sort of i don't know be back in this state of mind where she she seems a little bit lovelorn <laughs> shall we say right uh, it's maybe that's a little bit of a continuity blip i i don't know um because john is not mentioned that john Griffin no not, not at all mm-hmm. at all throughout this episode so i don't know that's a little bit for that to have been it, it felt like such a turning point for her right in, in last last week's show um and for it not to come up at all and, and for her to now be like Oh, I'm sad and single on Valentine's Day, which they're not leaning too hard on that. But you can tell that's what's kind of going on here. Um, a little bit disappointing to me as someone who was very high on on that uh, piece of character development for her. But um, in any case, uh, maybe maybe you know this little exchange between Donna and Kelly, where Kelly's pissed that that uh, Donna spilled the beans. Maybe uh, Donna does get some points back by uh, talking up the proposal, which she, she shouldn't have done either. But now, um, you know, Kelly has got this, this new nugget of information. Of course, that's, that's going to blow up badly when she uh, <laughs> presents it to Jackie, who of course is just going to have the idea that, well, he's only going to be doing it out of obligation. So Again, people just running away with with all these these wild ideas and and assumptions about other people's behavior. Um, theme, the, just the absolute theme throughout this entire episode. Meanwhile, I mean, it's kind of a a rare C plot for the show. What is going on with Dylan and Brenda? Right? What what's there? <laughs> We're not going to get a whole lot of time spent mm-hmm. on this, but. Uh, we they keep waiting for out. like more to come yeah. with these two. Yeah. <laughs> it's not happening. What is, yet. what is happening here? What's what's the big what's the big uh, Valentine's plan? So, got that little entry cooking in the background too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Jackie is uh, upset at Kelly. She gave up the secret. She says, "I thought you were mature enough to know these things." She wanted to tell Mel herself, but Kelly says, "We don't know if Mel even knows." Kelly tells her about the proposal. Jackie now thinks he's only proposing because he thinks uh, he has to. Now she's pregnant, but Kelly doesn't think that's the case. And Jackie says, look, it's my fault. I'll get myself out of this mess. 
You go back to the peach pit. Nat is all pumped up because love sick hit. He calls uh, Andrea Brandon's girlfriend. He says this so like wonderfully assumptive yeah. and dismissively. He's like, "Hey, your girlfriend hit." <laughs> He's like, "She's not my girlfriend." Um, <laughs> he, she had uh, love sick was fifteen. It was like we're back to this. You know, we're back to this now. What are we doing? Everyone just assumes it together. Uh, Nat tells Andrea the soda is on the house, which I, I found a little cheap. Uh, it's, he makes like he sure. won big money. I mean, a fifteen to one, you know, probably probably bet a couple hundred bucks yeah, anyway. They were mega burger. Come on, right? Free fucking soda. Um, Nat's cashed in. Uh, he makes Andrea make another pick. Steve says she has no instincts. She only worries about facts. And Andrea picks unrequited. And Steve is like, "All right, you've already picked lovesick. Now you're picking unrequited. Like, what are we doing?" Uh, Nat heads to make the call, and Andrea says it's just a feeling. We go to the office. Jackie's arguing with Arlene. She wants us demanding to see Mel. Arlene says he's not in between appointments yet, but she just flies through the door, bursts in. Mel has this poor guy in the middle of a root canal. Uh, he's got all this stuff in his mouth. Uh, Mel smartens up Arlene, and she's like, oh, the Jackie? Poor Arlene's really in it in this episode. She's struggling uh, all throughout this. Uh, the poor guy in the chair said he's got the hose in his mouth, and Jackie says she knows what Mel's doing. And she will not let Mel marry her out of obligation. She knows Mel wants no children. She believes a woman's right to choose and that she has to keep the baby. Mel is shocked. And Jackie keeps ranting about it and says they should break up. And she won't even bother him for child support. She loves Mel, but it's over. Jackie storms off and Mel and the root canal guy are sitting there in shock um, at this happening. Uh, we can stop here for one sec because I, I thought this is a fantastic scene. Like it I is too. such a classic. Yeah. Just like uh-huh. Mel is like starstruck at what's going on. <laughs> Jackie's ranting out of control. It will not let him talk at all to explain his side. Um, just pure frantic nonsense. Uh, I thought this is really well done, and I love that they had this freaking guy just sitting yeah. there with the with the hose <laughs> in his mouth while it's going on. He's like, "What the hell uh, is this about?" Like he walked in on a soap opera, and. In a show filled with teenagers or, you know, whatever, young actors pretending to be teenagers, uh, you can always tell when the more veteran seasoned actors are in these scenes. Like, this is such a, like, veteran soap opera type scene. And, like, Mel carries himself as such. I don't know what his credentials were before. I'm sure he did soap stuff before, but it, it came off that way to me. Like he felt very much like he was right in the young and the restless. However, in the scene, you know, like very dramatic and over the top. And um, I don't know, Tim, I, this, this scene really hit with me. I thought it was really well done. I, I'm glad it did because I, I had the same reaction. It was just a really inspired voice to, to have the, the camera just fixed on this poor bastard who's getting the root canal just in the foreground the entire time. It, it doesn't cut away. It's all in, in one take as, as Jackie is just blowing up at Mel, who can't get a word in edgewise. It's, it kind of feels like the show saying, okay, this is not something we would do with, with the younger cast just because it, it, it doesn't fit, you know, the, the types of stories and the tone that, that we set we that we established for those characters but if this was a different type of show that was focused on the adults you would get scenes like this you know probably all the time it's it's mm-hmm. the show kind of being very self-aware and ex- experimenting with the way that it tells stories just for this one scene it's like hey uh it, it feels like we're watching a different show for for just for just this little bit here but it makes me think, gosh, if, if the parents did have their, their own series, I might be kind of interested in it because there's there's a lot going on here. There's some great acting, some really fun directing. Um, it cracked me up. It, it's excellent 
just just excellent like sitcom writing i feel like and and directing at the same time it's like you know something you might see in, in seinfeld or even like a cheers one of these popular um comedies of of the era mm-hmm. so it, it definitely stuck with me too really really good stuff um that was a standout scene for sure yeah it was just absolutely flawless um mel just trying to get any words out and she he just can't because she just won't stop and she's going and going um it, it just an amazing scene uh just really good stuff um <laughs> she just goes nonstop. um i know uh, she's pregnant obviously so hormones are going crazy so she doesn't want to get interrupted or anything like that so um anytime he tries to say anything and you know if, if he could have just gotten words in the whole thing could have been probably mm-hmm. uh fixed but uh he he just Never could never get any words out, and yeah, the poor bastard that's sitting in the uh having to wait for a root canal. Um, <laughs> Even worse, right? yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, he, he already knows he's about to have some major medical uh teeth thing going on, so and he's just having to wait and listen to this whole conversation of people he barely knows, other than the fact that this guy is his dentist. But um, yeah, just a really awesome scene. Well, in the follow up to this, which we're gonna get to, uh, Jackie's reading of that whole confrontation i guess you could call it um which is a much more uh serious scene actually makes it funnier um given that you know she she did not give an opportunity for mel to defend himself at all mm-hmm. and then something she says um in the, in the very next scene coming up is is uh <laughs> in a way just is it's subtle but it but it makes mm-hmm. it even funnier to me so anyway I'll- yeah Brenda's studying with Dylan. She's begging for more hints about Valentine's Day. And Dylan says, yes, I'll give you one. It's red. It's warm and intimate and close to her heart. But all her guesses continue to be wrong, but he won't give up what it is. We go to the peach pit. Matt reveals that Andrea picked the winner again. Unrequited came in and she says, uh, he says she has something special. Steve wants to pressure test this and wants to go to the track. He says, Andrea can place the picks. Nat enters the bets. And Nat is very worried. He's like, I can't be entering bets for minors. Steve wants to go 100 apiece. Andrea says, I can't afford that. So Nat, uh, Nat says, how about 50? And then Brandon, uh, or she says 50. Brandon says 25. Uh, and Nat agrees to do it. So they're going to go to the track. And he goes, oh, it's hat day as well. So they're all going to get free hats at hat day at the track. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. <laughs> Valentine's Day at the track. I'm guessing it was a weekend because they're clearly not at school. They're at the track all day. So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I'm guessing it's it's over the weekend here. Uh, even though it wasn't, right? It's uh, because this aired on, we said the Thursday, uh, so right? Valentine's Day. was a Friday. Valentine's Day would have been a Friday. Friday so yeah. yeah. Yeah, in, in, unless in this world, apparently, or you know, unless they're ditching school, I guess, which is possible, but well, it's possible. Everyone's yeah. ditching. Um, all right, we go over to Jackie's house. She is in tears. She tells Kelly that she let Mel know what was up, and he just stood there and didn't try to stop her. <laughs> Kelly says, Maybe they're better there off uh, this way. Jackie's a mess. It was so good. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I know that's what you meant, uh, Tim, when you said it, but he it's so good where she's like, He just stood there, he didn't say anything, he didn't follow after me. It's just so delusional. <laughs> it, let it me shows walk that away. She, she that's such a thing to say after a rant, too. Like, like right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, she obviously dissociated with it so much that she didn't even realize what was happening in the moment. <laughs> just complete blackout. <laughs> Yeah, it was really funny. Jackie's great in this episode. Um, so they tried to stop her. Kelly says they're better off. Jackie's just a mess. She says it's time to move on. Kelly actually stands up uh, for Mel a little bit and says, you know, she's giving him up to have a baby 
she doesn't even want. So why? Like, you want Mel. And Jackie says it's her baby and it's part of her and she can't just go get rid of it. Jackie admits that she had an abortion when Kelly was 10 and she was partying all the time and basically didn't even know who the dad was or barely knew him. She knew who it was, but barely knew him. And Kelly says back in those days, she always wished for a little baby brother or sister. And Jackie says, well, you wish came true. She's not going to not going to have the abortion. We go to the horse track. Uh, Santa Anita. uh, I wrote it down. I think it was Santa. Santa Anita horse park is where they're at. Uh, the crew arrives in their new hats. They got the hats on that they got for hat day. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, except for Andre is wearing the traditional kind of like sun hat, like yeah. bonnet or whatever. The, the, the fascinator thing. or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, definitely not a bonnet. Yeah, it's like a like a sun hat. Straight uh, straight out of the eighteen nineties. Yeah, of course. Uh, Andre's in awe. She loves this. It's a very majestic. She says, uh, and she's stumped though. They're looking. And she's looking at the, the card. She can't really find one that speaks to her. And Nat says, don't worry about it. We got all day. Uh, Nat points out the expert that hit the pick six twice. And it's a guy named Duke. And Duke cracks a little wise. And Nat introduces him as the best handicapper this side of the aqueduct. So it's a pretty big debut here. We don't know it yet when you're watching in real time. <laughs> but the Dukester arrives. Andrea says to bet number seven at eight to one. Uh, the horse is named Grand Amour from Argentina. And Steve says, uh, Grand Amour means it's a great love or whatever. It's a big love. And they, they kind of bust that all our picks are love-based on Valentine's Day. And Nat goes to enter the bet with Duke, who's also going to jump in on this. Uh, we go to Mel's office. David comes in. Arlene is flirting with him again. She lets him go in and chat. Mel is just laying in the chair spaced out. He says he's trying to figure out how he messed these things up so badly. He doesn't understand why Jackie freaked out and broke up with him. Mel explains what happened and tells David about the baby. And David reveals he knew. And Mel wants to know why Donna knew and why David knew. And David says he should have told him. Uh, David says he assumed Mel knew and that Jackie is having the baby and he is out. David reveals that he's told Donna about the proposal. And that's what caused all this mess. And Mel says it's not David's fault. He's going to go get things back on track, even if he has to beg for it. Back to the track we go. Grand Amore wins. Everyone's celebrating. We get hugs all around. Brandon is smiles. Steve is gushing about Andrea's brilliance. Duke and Nat go to cash in their tickets. Brandon tells her to find the Zen and don't overthink. Just keep picking the winners. Mel arrives at Jackie's. Jackie wants him out. Says no more talking, even though Mel hasn't talked. Mel says he hasn't talked about his side at all. And Jackie says it's her decision. Mel asks Kelly what her problem is and wants Kelly to talk some sense into her. He says he doesn't want to lose her. And Kelly says, because they didn't keep their pants on, now my life is falling apart. <laughs> it's a wonderfully teenage delusional thing to say. Mel says they should have been more careful, sure, but he loves Jackie. And Kelly says, well, send her a Valentine if you love her so much. Uh, so we're we're really deep in it here, Tim. Um, kind of a mess. I mean, the crew at the park is hitting big, but David, Mel are spiraling big time. Kelly's not happy. Jackie's not happy. Lots going on. Uh, um, the scene at the horse races is so utterly bizarre for this series. Uh, like, I don't know what inspired that particular subplot, but it's it's a I setting. Think it's just it's going to be just their way to get Duke in, right? Yeah, I guess so. It, I mean, I guess it, it got done a means, different way, but yeah, yeah, I suppose it's just sort of a means to an end. Maybe once once all is said and done here, but um. It is just such a, a strange, strange setting for, for this series, right? It's like maybe it's like uh, introduce Duke and like kind of 
wet Brandon's appetite a bit on the gambling. You know what I mean? Like kind of, you know, yeah. Like maybe just gonna... introduce him to the world mm-hmm. of like having success gambling and a little bit. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's gotta be the main reason they went about it. Yeah. And it's, but it's just kind of like horse racing of all things. Like in these, these teenagers being so like, I don't know, invested in it. It's just, mm-hmm. I guess it's a, it's kind of charming, but it's just so weird at the same time. I, I just don't think of well, they're this also winning a, money. Like, so I mean, that's they're getting exciting. the yeah they are they're getting the itch for it. So there's that. It is entertaining. I, I, I don't hate weird, it. Right? I, I agree. Yeah, I I don't hate it. I, I just find it so strange for for the show. It's it's like what are what are we doing with this? Um, but uh, it is fun to see them all dude it out at the horse races like this they got they've all got their hats and it occurs to me that this episode is this the most like screen time we've seen for nat maybe um i don't know i go back to that first season maybe some of the stuff where brandon first started work working at the peach pit but he is like an, an integral part of this this um side story that's happening and he's in pretty much every every scene with Brandon. Maybe the one Steve. where Brandon quit. Well, there's a couple he's been in. The one where he quit to go at the beach club. Nat was yeah. in that one a lot. And then also the uh, baseball one. Wasn't he in that one a bunch? Oh, you know what? I think he was in the baseball one a lot. Um, that, that episode. But this is up there for sure. Me. But yeah, this, this is up. up it's sure. been a while since he's gotten this mm-hmm. much screen time. If if ever, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, though, back at the. Uh, <laughs> I, I call it the Kelly compound. Her her house is such a. <laughs> I mean, I, I love how much I I do love how much we get to see of, of her, the inside of her house in this episode because it's always um, a, a joy how much is going on in the background there. Uh, but yeah, we we've got Mel now. He's get he's had his little heart to heart with David, and I enjoy the the relationship between David and his dad. Like seems a bit healthier than kelly and mm-hmm. and jackie although you know they've been on the men for some time now but uh to your point yeah david has kind of come across as even though the the youngest of the cast like sort of the most mature and being able to handle this heavy information um granted he did tell donna about the the proposal but i'm not sure that that was it's not like he would have necessarily been sworn to secrecy anyway by right. his dad. Like he, I mean, it is his girlfriend. Is, so I mean, it is his girlfriend. He probably figures he might say something, but obviously he knew he knew enough not to say anything to Kelly. Um, but you know, got back to her anyway. But anyway, David has handled this a lot better than his uh, his friend group. It seems like, and it's just it it does tell you a little bit something about his character. So I, I don't know. At this point, I'm thinking it's it's kind of a strong David episode. Um, Logan, where do you fall on this? Yeah, I do think I do think David understands <clears throat> that how much of a mess it's become, but I do think he's not panicking like everybody else seems to be. Um, mm-hmm. The whole conversation with Jackie and Kelly, I thought that was a pretty uh, important, maybe not important, but good scene to kind of show that their their togetherness and that they are starting to understand each other, starting to grow a little closer. So that that was nice to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a really good scene. Um, the all the racetrack stuff, like like uh, like Tim said, um, it, it's kind of weird, but I do enjoy it. I, I do enjoy seeing those characters together. Um, 
uh, Brandon's hat is absolutely absurd um, with the uh, popped bill and all that. Yeah, kind of stuff. like looks, tip back on his head. Yeah, eh, mm-hmm. he, he looks mm-hmm. like a absolute moron. Um, but yeah, and and just with Kelly and uh, Jackie, uh, I think that the scene with David and Mel is pretty good. Mel, obviously, somewhat kind of it didn't really yell at him a lot but he gets onto him a little bit at first but towards the end he understands that it was kind of it's kind of his fault that this mess happened uh maybe he should have kept a lot of the other stuff to himself but um yeah just some really good scenes um and obviously when uh, mel shows up at the house jackie still didn't want to talk to him hear anything he has to say so um but uh yeah like like tim said uh, david seems to be the one handling this the best and i think uh in a scene coming up that that is shown even more so um definitely a good good uh david episode for sure well david is bike riding now with donna and she says this is a good idea but you haven't talked to be very quiet they try and figure some shit out about the whole mess they're in david says everyone's miserable now and donna says you're supposed to be happy when you have a baby why doesn't Mel just tell her she's going to propose? And basically he says, well, she won't talk to Mel. And Donna says, well, maybe she'll talk to you. So David shows up at the Taylor home. He asks Jackie. He wants to talk to Jackie. Kelly kind of pushes back, but Jackie says she'll talk to him. David says, what's up with you and Mel? And uh, in a very, again, early 90s moment, they sit on the staircase. Um, <laughs> but it's like a very... I don't know if you guys have ever uh, been in a home with a staircase like this. The stairs in this house are very like wide and carpeted. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, I don't know. It looked comfortable, but they're sitting on the bottom step of like this. It's not really a spiral staircase, but it definitely curves. Yeah. And it's got these big, long stairs and it's a nice carpet. Like this house is straight out of the freaking future. Like uh, the Taylor house. <laughs> yeah, it's on <laughs> next level. I've never been on the staircase like this, but it's, it's something. <laughs> Yeah, I've got to look at this. I'm, I'm watching the episode back now, and I think it's coming up on that scene. So I uh, want to get a good look uh, at this. It's amazing. So they sit on the staircase. Uh, Jackie explains her side of things. And David says Jackie's hurting Mel. And he had a huge smile on his face when he told David about the proposal plan. Jackie says Mel has plans for his life, and those don't include children. And she isn't taking that away from him. And David says, no, Mel is going to propose anyway. And explains how everything happened. And Jackie realizes she was the one that told Mel about the baby while they broke up and nobody else. David says it's Valentine's Day. Give him a chance. Brenda's still pushing Dylan for details at the Walsh house. Dylan says where we're going is no kids allowed. You have to be 17. Jim and Cindy are in. They're uh, headed to our early Valentine's Day dinner on the beach. They're dressed up nice. I'm guessing they're going to the beach club, I'm assuming. (laughs) Not just on the beach. Mm, The way they're dressed up. Uh, Jim asks if uh, their plans involve danger or risque, and Dylan says, no, we're going to be at a public place. Uh, so they kind of still a little father-son banter with Dylan and Jim, still in a good place. Brenda tries to figure out where they're going, and Dylan just says, I'll be back at 7 o'clock. You can wear anything you want, but make sure you have short sleeves. Back to the track we go. Andre is not feeling good about any of these picks. Uh, since the third race, and Brandon and Steve are panicking. We've been here all day. We got no movement, and that says no bets unless Andrea is sure. She finds a pick though for the last race, and they decide to bet on Cupid's wing. They're going to bet all the earnings. Nat says she's eighty to one, and hasn't hit in her last six races. That kind of makes Andrea pause, but Nat says he's going to do it. Brandon and Steve said they're going to go get some hot dogs, and Andrea's feeling good. She's kind of nerding out and big smiles. She sees Duke kind of wandering around, so she goes to talk to him. She tells him about the tip about Cupid's wing, and Duke says, don't do it. It's a sucker bet. 
Cupid's wings out of her class. And this is a claiming race. This is the last race of the day. All the horses are for sale. And the owner hopes someone will see her and buy her. She's got no chance of winning. He calls her a nag on uh, one leg away from, from two good legs, basically, is what he says. Um, Andrea stops Nat, and she says, Duke told her the horse is a loser. Nat is having a big crisis of conscience. He's like, so afraid to jinx this. If he doesn't bet on Cupid's wing at 81, he's afraid it's going to hit. But he does trust Duke's take. And if Duke said it, it can't be wrong. Uh, she says that Duke told him to bet on follow me home instead. Nat is uh, back and forth. He seems to cave, but we don't really find out for sure. He says, I'll tell Andrea after the race. So we go to the race and follow me home indeed wins. Brandon and Steve are upset. They immediately start shitting on Andrea like, right away. Um, <laughs> which is a little, a little much. A little much. <laughs> great. Uh, Duke comes in bragging about follow me home winning. And then Nat reveals he followed Duke's advice and went with follow me home. He gives Andrea all the credit. And Andrea says she figured out yet another secret with horse racing, and that is quit while you're ahead. Uh, so, Logan, any thoughts on these bunch of scenes before we get to our last two? I think that is a very good uh, piece of advice there from Andrea. Quitting while you're ahead is uh, definitely a good idea. Um, the Brenda and Dylan stuff, just c- constantly keeping secrets, um, obviously gives her a few more um, uh, bit, bits of hints, uh, not too much to for her to be able to figure out or anything, but a uh, good little banter between uh, Jim and Dylan there with uh, the couple of one-liners that Jim gets in there. Um, and uh, Cindy was looking uh, pretty hachimachi in uh, that scene, so uh, mm-hmm. uh, she was looking very good uh, in that one. But uh, yeah, you know, just the, I, I continue to like the racetrack scene. Uh, <laughs> obviously, like you said, uh, Steve and Brandon immediately shit on uh, on Andrea when they realize or they don't realize yet that they actually picked a winning horse. But uh, yeah, just so them in the in that scene. But um, yeah, just a couple of good scenes here for sure. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, quit while you're ahead, but also um, listen to Duke. Uh, some some good judgment here by by Nat, I suppose, but. Um, God, this this whole episode has been like just building Andrea up to to tear her right back down. It's just <laughs> just really, I don't know. I, I don't know where they again. And are we back to doing like Brandon and Andrea now with the will they won't they thing? It's just it, it's very frustrating the way they keep yeah hitting that reset on them, um, especially now with with Brandon being single. I mean. Emily Valentine is, is long and distant past mm-hmm. now and ice skating chick is, is off. Uh, I guess we're watching her during the Olympics. Now, <laughs> right. Um, <for> whatever, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's just sort of, that still bugs me. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, I, I do enjoy, and I, I watched the scene between <laughs> David and, and Jackie on the steps just now. And it's, it's not just that the steps are incredibly wide. Um, so there's plenty of real estate for them to, to actually mm-hmm. spread out. Oh, yeah, they're sitting comfortably. It's not like you're sitting on the edge yeah. of a little step. Or, I mean, they are, like, lounging on these steps. Yeah, it, it's like in a – it's almost like a, a staircase you would see in, a, like, a fancy hotel or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, like the lobby, you know. But it also has – it looks like on either side sort of these, these cutouts in the wall where it's almost it, – there's, like, almost shelving in a way. It looks like you could <laughs> – you 
you know, at least for decorative purposes, put some some stuff up there um, along the the walls of the staircase. Um, which I again, I don't know that I've seen in any home uh, from the early '90s or otherwise. This this place is just. It it's got a life of its own. It's got the kitchen in the in the bedroom. It's got the uh-huh. futuristic the computer phone system, mm-hmm. fax machine, whatever that she had in that other episode. It's <laughs> yeah. Add it to the character rankings. <laughs> I mean, nothing. Yeah, nothing's gonna top the, the kitchen at office bedroom all in one. Is is fantastic, but uh, it it's very busy. Um, and I kind of want to live there, but uh, again, just speaks to David's maturity once more that he is having this what has to be a very uncomfortable conversation with his dad's girlfriend essentially mm-hmm. um can you it it's hard to put myself in in his shoes and and having to do that like even if i like the person that you know one of my parents is dating i I don't know that I'd at that age be able to sit down and have like a heart to heart with, with that individual. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's been so against his parents getting divorced in the past. So it's like, why is mm-hmm. he fighting so hard for this? I mean, well, I, guess, I, mean, I think he just knows. Mel's, yeah. Yeah. Super happy. Yeah, um, I think too, he's really stepping dad. up and, yeah. and helping Donna in a way too. Like she really fucked this whole thing up <laughs> and you know, he's taken, he's stepping in and helping her out basically that did right. get her clear up too, over. So. Yeah. 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 I am a little bit unclear about David's living situation at this point because Mel said something he hasn't seen in an like earlier scene. Yeah, he said um when David went to uh the first time he uh met Mel in his uh his dental practice, um Mel said something like, Oh, David uh, I wasn't expecting to see you until uh, the dinner tomorrow night or whatever. And I'm like, uh, does he not live with Mel? And that line certainly suggests that David does Well, I don't not think his mom's gone crazy or anything yet. Right now, I think he's living with, with his mom mainly, I guess. I guess. It just, I know that later developments with his mom will make right. it seem like she maybe wasn't in the picture as much. But, uh, right. Who knows? We'll we'll get there. Are there grandparents involved too? I mean, I feel like they were in that spring. Yeah, we had. uh, I got Yeah, he he's got the awesome grandparents too. That's right. But they live in yeah they live in Palm Springs, right? Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. So was that their vacation home? I don't remember if that was their actual home or not. I think it's where they actually live, but they were meant to be on. Remember, they were meant to be on a cruise, but came back. Oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had they then they threw the best party ever, and yeah. (laughs) That was a great episode. <laughs> All right. Jackie comes to the office to talk to Mel, and she says she talked to David and asked, was it all true? Did you want to get married before the news? And Mel said, yes, I tried to tell you that. Jackie apologizes, and Mel says, don't apologize. I love your passion. And Mel says, David and Kelly are grown up, but there's a baby coming, and that baby needs them. Jackie's over the moon. She's fawning. Uh, we get a big smooch, and Mel is prepared prep to propose arlene brings the ring in she's beaming mel kicks her ass out and then uh gets down on a knee officially proposes and jackie accepts so we get a wedding in the future and a baby with mel and jackie it is seven o'clock dylan picks up brenda he's got flowers and dylan says they're going to see a play called love letters 
He explains the premise. Brent is excited. And I says, I don't understand, though. All the clues you gave me uh, have to do with love letters. And Dylan says, well, we have to make a stop first. So as that's going on, the Silvers and Taylors are at dinner. Kelly has gotten Steve's Valentine's Day card. She seems pretty happy about it. So <laughs> Steve made the right play. She, she enjoyed getting that. Uh, Mel makes an official toast to the new family. Don is smiling, and David and Kelly, uh, she re- re- says, hey, that means you guys are now brother and sister. And Kelly's like, oh, God. Uh, so <laughs> she's still not digging David here, even though they're going to be brother and sister. Uh, and we wrap up with Dylan and Brenda. They are at a blood bank, and they're going to be donating blood together. This is the big surprise for Dylan. And Dylan explains, when I was a kid, I was at a very bad car accident. I went through the windshield. I needed a lot of blood. And I always wanted to get back. So I said to myself, when I turned 17, I'd go ahead and, and give blood. And Brenda says, well, why today? And Dylan says, because the accident happened on Valentine's Day. Brenda says, this is the most romantic thing they could have done. They hold hands. We zoom in on them holding hands as we wrap up the episode. Which, again, I keep saying I feel like we're foreshadowing the storm coming. But uh, this felt like yeah. a purposeful like show of where they are the way they zoomed in on them holding hands like okay they're super happy or you know everything's good we'll see uh so how do you think they wrap this up tim both stories um i i do like the mel jackie wrap up where they are acknowledging that their their kids are essentially grown at this point um and they're proud of them they, they certainly you know seem to like the people that they have become, the young adults that, that they are now. But at the same time, this pregnancy represents a little bit of an opportunity for a do-over for both of right. them. Like mm-hmm. maybe this one we can, you know, we, we can, if we stick it out together, <laughs> you know, and not be such fuck-ups ourselves and hope that our, our kids turn out well in spite of our behavior and our failures, then it'll it'll make everything okay right we can we can feel like we we did something right as parents and as a unit um so she's all for this this uh engagement and yeah that's gonna bring a a new dynamic to the show with kelly and david now um step siblings which you know given um (laughs) david's attitude towards kelly and you know the previous season um it's kind of like How's this going to work out, right? So a little bit a little bit awkward there, but um it's what you do in a soap. Um I don't know. The the whole Dylan Brenda thing, it, it sort of feels like this the payoff there. I I get that it's been a running thread throughout this episode. I I sort of feel like it doesn't deserve to, to get like the last scene. <laughs> Right. Um, yeah, I think unless it's the big foreshadowing, which I think is what they're trying to do. Yeah, I, I guess if we're gonna go hot and okay, so if we're gonna go hot and heavy on on Dylan and Brenda relationship stuff for the rest of the season, then then I get it. But mm-hmm. it just sort of seems like a better bookend would have been like you know that scene between mel and, and jackie where or just the really, dinner i think the dinner would have been the or, the, or the dinner yeah. yeah you you really um you get the symmetry of that's the conflict we open with that's the conflict we we end things with um because this one i think they wanted that i think they wanted that hand holding was the last yeah thing that, 
they want that to be the last image in your head uh, for a reason. It just, um, it it felt, I'm not going to lie, it felt a little thin as far as, oh, the big Valentine's Day surprise is we're going to give blood together. Like, how romantic? Okay, like, you know, you had this story. I, I know it's a you know, very personal to Dylan, but at the same time, it's like, really? This is what we're doing? I don't know. I, it, I'm not going to say it fell flat, but I, uh, I am left wondering um, where we're going from here with them. So, uh, and again, um, one of the other feels like a retread a little bit, like the Andrea Brandon, maybe are we back on here? And Stephen Kelly, I'm going to say, is, is getting a little old for me. Um, I, I think at this point, it's another one of those. He's been pining for her and holding that flame for so long, and, and she's just not been reciprocating here. She's She seems okay with getting the Valentine, but it's not like, you know, maybe I need to give Steve another chance. It's just I don't see any real momentum or progress being made on that front, so I'm like, I kind of also want them to shit or get off the pot. Yeah. And I'm sort of in the, in the mindset of, I, I just want them to move on here. Um, it, I know it's only our second season, but again, it goes back to how many episodes we've covered. This is the 44th episode and Steve has had, he's been down bad for Kelly from the jump, right? From our pilot. And we're just, we're going nowhere. We're just going nowhere with them. He's, he's just smitten and she's, you know, I guess you're an okay friend, maybe sometimes. So I kind of want to just be over that at this, at this stage. Let him move on. (laughs) Let him move on primarily because she has absolutely moved on. Yeah. She, she knows that there's no chance that that's ever going to work out in the end. Um, but yeah, I, I thought ending with the Brendan and Dylan stuff was kind of weird, uh, as well, but I, it, obviously I think, I think JT might be me onto something. Maybe it, it is to show how together they are at this point as to lead into maybe where it goes from here and where they may start to break apart a little bit, uh, going forward. I mean, it has to be, uh, the reason that they ended with that because all the drama and all the stuff throughout this episode, uh, is towards the proposal and the baby and all that kind of stuff. So you would think how the episode went, how the whole episode has been going, that you would end mm-hmm. with the dinner and the happiness and all that kind of stuff, which, I mean, Dylan and Brenda are happy. And I'm kind of glad they put a story to it, kind of Dylan's experience with the right. uh, accident and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. needing blood to save his life and he wanted to give back. I, I'm glad they added that. And he wanted to share that experience with Brenda. So it's meant to be like something special, yeah. right? Yeah. It is an intimate moment between mm-hmm. them. Yeah, but I mean, like like JT said, it has to be kind of leading towards, okay, they're as together as they probably have been at this point, because this is like such a romantic thing that they're doing, even though it's not really romantic if you think about it, but it, it is But between these two uh, high school lovebirds. But um, yeah, it has to be kind of leading to maybe a crack somewhere along the line uh, and coming up soon. So, but yeah, just strong ending scenes uh, as the whole episode has kind of been. All right, let's get to our awards. Uh, for best scene, I went with the the breakup. Jackie dumping Mel was the awesome scene. Yeah, I just want yeah, to. That, that is my favorite scene also. <laughs> All right, favorite most important, I went with um, 
Jackie Mel getting engaged. I mean, that's going to drive the most of the stories going forward out of this. I'll give the honorable mention to Duke uh, showing up because that's going to also play a role in a big story yeah. coming up. So, yeah, I, I was I was tempted to give the nod to Duke, but um, without really knowing that that he's going to come into play again, I right at I the time the you engagement. don't know. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I mean, it is foreshadowing, I suppose, but I. The, the engagement is a much bigger deal. Yeah, I actually went with uh, David and Jackie's little conversation because, you know, if maybe if they don't have that conversation, she never ends up going back to the mm. office and right. uh, doing the whole proposal thing. But Fair obviously point. the proposal is the biggest, you know, uh, thing that happened in this episode. But I think if you don't have that conversation, you might not have the proposal in the end. So, All right, most 90s look, Logan, you mentioned it earlier, but I went Brandon with the hat. Um, kind of pull all the way up and the flat brim you kind of bent back almost uh, felt 90s looking 1000% uh, <laughs> that is actually absolutely what I went with you know um, I think I gave this award to Jackie in our last episode too so I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna do it again it's where she's uh, having the conversation sort of the kind of a blow up with Kelly um, and Jackie is wearing this um, kind of royal blue blazer with a it's got like a black trim that mm-hmm. um it it looks very elegant but again very dated as well i mean she she makes it work um she looks really awesome and in, in all of those outfits but um that was the most striking one to me yeah all right, most 90s moment. I just went with like the idea of bookies, um, like Duke mm-hmm. the bookie, Nat has to call on the bet. I mean, that's like so far from where we are today for sports betting. Um, that it's crazy, you know, like he has to call it even even a horse race, he's gonna call into the bookies. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I said betting on horses in the newspaper, like they kind of were. So, uh, just looking at all that kind of stuff. So, oh, definitely. yeah, the paper too, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Best lesson learned, uh, maybe before you make a decision about a relationship, let the other person talk at least once uh, before completely making major decisions about your future. Uh, along the same lines, I, I just uh, went with communication is key. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had two. I said, wrap it before you tap it, obviously. Uh, <laughs> well, that, you know what? <laughs> Avoid a lot of this. Well, I, we went that last time, though. I, that oh, was okay, the one well, last yeah. time. So, uh, um, <laughs> but, but it se- also applies to this episode. Yeah. yeah. My second yeah. one was just be honest with the ones you love, uh, and if they don't like whatever y- you're going to say, they probably don't love you as much as you thought they did in the first place, anyways. But just be honest, tell them the truth, uh, and you won't have all these calamities and mix-ups and all this kind of stuff. So, just be honest with uh, the people you love. All right, best hookup. I'm going Nat and Andrea. Um, I, I like them as a couple in this. I like uh, Nat with the arm, arm and arm, walking into the horse race. You know, they're huggy, they're flirty. It was, uh, you know, we know Andrea likes the older men, right? We know that as well. So true. Well, they connected because they're such they they their ages are so close together. Oh, very true. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll say that's sorry. as good a one as any for me. So yeah, I'll go with that too. <laughs> Look, it's it's been a minute since we had a good Andrea age joke. I feel like, um, <laughs> you know, it's either between that and uh, uh, David and, and the uh, the 
admins at his dad's office. You, Arlene, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty over, over the moon every time. Arlene is a very nineties name too. We get up with that uh, in those nineties. So it is. Yeah. Uh, all right. Best quotes. I had a few. I had. Uh, she must be pushing forty. Well, she's been pushing for a while. That was Brenda and Jim. Yeah. Uh, Steve with Andre goes. You know, I always knew you were smart, but this is outrageous <laughs> when she's making the picks. Um, and then Duke. That nag is one leg shy of a set, which is what such a Duke line. Yeah. Uh, just Jim uh, with Jim with the risk a line and all that kind of stuff with the back and forth with Dylan. Uh, that was some really good stuff. So definitely that. I uh, yeah, I had um, the only other one that I had was after Brenda spills the beans. Basically, um, Brenda says, "I promised Kelly that I wouldn't say anything," and Brianna goes. So he came straight home and told us. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Brandon saying, "Oh, I keep my I keep my secrets." For my Which friend. leads to him <laughs> saying he keeps his secrets. Yeah. yeah, like he really knows anything. <laughs> All right, final score, final grade. Um, I, I, you know, I like this episode. I kind of put it. We talked about tears recently, Tim. Right? Um, I put this kind of toward the upper end of like the. Throw. I don't want to call it a throwaway episode because stuff happened, so that's why it's up mm. there. But it's not like a major episode, right? Yeah. Um, the horse race thing's kind of goofy, even though it's a fun B line plot line. It's fine, but it's it's really aimless. Um, the Brendan Dylan thing is pretty aimless. It's really focused on um, Kelly and David and Mel and Jackie. So I, I went seven out of ten. And uh, you know, Tim, before you came on, Logan and I were kind of talking too a little bit about how like this really feels like a shift. In in a in a ways too, like, are we starting to shift off of Brenda and Brandon as the main people? Mm. You know, yeah. um, this is one where they really weren't focused on. It's kind of happened a little bit lately, on and off too. So, is this really starting to become a, a true ensemble show here? Yeah, that is true, and I, I think I'm all for it. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's showing that this series has some versatility. It doesn't have to constantly fall back on the twins and the and the mm-hmm. Walsh family. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of of two minds myself, um, thinking that it's kind of two steps forward, maybe one step back because I, I do like it as a follow-up to our just enormous plot developments abound, uh, previous episode, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, coming right off the heels of, of that cliffhanger. So points for that, but like I said, I, I sort of deduct points at the same time for uh, resetting once again with Andrea. And I'm, as I've said, getting a, I'm getting a little bit irritated with the Steve Kelly stuff, which is real, just go nowhere. Um, and in a Valentine's episode where you maybe have the opportunity to explore that a little bit, granted, I, I know that Kelly has bigger fish to fry here. Um, <laughs> seems sort of like, I don't know perhaps a missed opportunity there they they could have just maybe dispensed with that altogether um but i i don't know i still have a little bit of soft spot for it the horse race stuff as goofy as it is is still kind of charming so i'm gonna mm, the seven range feels good i'm gonna say seven and a half so I guess I'm a little bit more of a sucker than you are, JT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I went seven. Um, 
I, I like the uh, B plot with the horse racing and stuff. Um, the Dylan and Brenda stuff here and there, um, but the the main story was really good. I think it's really important for the future of the series uh, as well. Um, I I feel like I said this in our chat uh, leading up to this and everything. I feel like this was a very important yet somehow filler episode. I don't mm-hmm. know how that happens, but I feel like everything else was kind of just like, oh, let's have these people do these things. But like the a main A story is like something super duper important for the future of the series. So, right. um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, there's not too many of these ep- episodes of the show that I haven't enjoyed that what I've seen so far. So, uh, I'm, I'm probably usually going to be pretty high on them, but, um, yeah, I, I thought the important stuff was good and the, and the B, uh, B and C plots or whatever you want to call them, uh, are, are, were entertaining enough to keep you mm-hmm. interested. So, um, but yes, seven is what I went with just like you, JT. All right. All right. Let's get to our trackers and our rankings here. So for new characters, we had Arlene. We had the, I call him the root canal guy. I don't know. I feel like he was worth a note. Um, and then I, I think his name, did he say Duke Weatherall? Weatherall, was that his name? It sounded like he said Weatherall. I got to look it up. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Uh, relationships, we had Nat and Andrea was the was the new one here for us. Uh, sure. Sure. Places and things. I had Mel's office, the Santa Anita Horse Park, and I guess Mel and Jackie engagement will put on in there. Yes. Uh, Mel's office, I, I took a note, is in the Reston Medical Center. Reston? Reston. The, Reston. Like the. Okay. You know. I'm going to mark that down. Weatherill is right. Weather ILL. Yeah. Oh, Weather ILL. Okay. Yeah, Weatherill. Weatherill. Hmm. Where did they come up with these freaking names? Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> For songs noted here, we have Do You Believe in Magic by The Love and Spoonful. That was when Andrea picked her second winner. And then uh, uh, interesting appearance here by All for Love by Color Me Bad when David's okay. in the DJ booth um, and Don is in there talking to him, of course. We'll, uh, see, we'll hear more from the, from that musical group. Sure will. Very soon. <laughs> Very soon, me and more. Um, all right, let's get to our character rankings. We had six no appearances. Uh Tim, we'll have to just make one quick update. After our last episode, we decided that Mrs. Teasley deserves to be in the uh, the rankings here. So we slotted her in afterward. Uh, mm-hmm. We had given her six total points. I, I don't know if we're going to go back and like readjust her previous ones, but we'll, we'll start there for now. Um, yeah, it's fine. Maybe someday we'll go back and look. But uh, here are the six characters that were not in this episode. Henry, Iris, Scott, of course, uh, Emily, Mrs. Teasley, and Felice. <laughs> Uh, we're not in this episode, so why well, wasn't Scott in it? He said <laughs> forever. Okay. I had uh, uh, as our bottom two of who appeared, I had Jim and Cindy because they really don't do much. I did have Jim above Cindy just for the sex joke, um, which was funny, okay, the risque yeah. or whatever. And then I thought he was funny too with the uh, the comment about you know, police pushing 40 or whatever. So, I mean, uh, Jackie pushing 40. So, uh, I had him slightly above Cindy. You, you good with that? Yeah, I'm real good with that. Okay. They, uh, from there, it's an here, open... But, but not important, pretty much. All right, it's an open contest for me from here. Uh, I think you can make a clear argument, and this feels crazy to me, that Brandon is next. <laughs> okay. This would be the lowest. Um, he doesn't do anything uh, in this episode. If no. you want to put Steve below him, I'm okay with it, but Steve was actually had the Valentine's Day card, and he had the funny bug-eye face, and the line about... Um, Andrea, you know, being outrageous, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Brandon was yeah. funny with the 
the scene about the secret, but um, I would entertain them or Brenda here. Ooh. I, I think I think Brandon's definitely the lowest for me, but I, I, that's I mean that's a, it's gonna be as low. I I can't yeah I I can't put up a defense against that. He's he's really an ancillary character here. Okay. Yep. All right. I'm put gonna, him down. Are right, you want to put Steve above him? I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, that's fine. Well, how about Steve versus like Brenda? If only for the fact that Brenda and Dylan do get that closing scene. It, it, yeah. okay. It's a sort of a very 11th hour, but all of a sudden like elevates both of them a little bit. I'm not saying they're going to finish high, but. Mm-hmm. What would you have I, them next? Hmm. Probably. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. your other options are Andre or Nat. I think we're actually better. I do too. I mean, Donna's not in it that much, but she propels a lot of the plot. Oh yeah, she drives um, the whole thing. Yeah, so I, I feel like we owe it to her to do do her a little bit better too. So yeah, I'd probably go Brenda Dylan, then Dylan. Uh, Brenda then Dylan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, then who do you like next? I'd probably do Donna there. I don't know. Kind of feels right. Yeah. Because I, I, I think I enjoyed Nat and Andrea more than her. I mean, she pushes a lot, like Tim said, along, but I feel like she's kind of not as important at the same time for a weird thing. Okay. I'm right with that. Yeah. All right. Um, so then what? Then I think is where we've got to figure out Andrea and Nat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'd go. Uh, hmm. Maybe, maybe Andrea first, because I don't know. Nat, Nat is so funny in this. <laughs> Just I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's I mean, a, they're probably not going to finish this high too many times. So. I know, yeah. I know. So let's go on here and that. All right. Then what do you like? <clears throat> we got, we got uh, the main, main four, four left. Yeah. I know. Those are going to be tough. Who's our I best? Think... Who's our best, do we think? I'd, I'd go Jackie from number one. Good that time with that. Yeah. And then I'd go Mel too, for sure. Wow, which is crazy, but I know. It's, but I don't feel like fighting it either. Yeah, and and then David, then Kelly. Yeah, I was, I was like, it's gonna be crazy. You would think Kelly would finish super high on this one, but I think I'd pick David over her. I feel like he was mm-hmm. more important to keeping things together and not yeah. freaking out like everybody else. So. I think that's it. That's just my opinion. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to tally up the final totals here. Uh, Tim, you want to tell us what's going on, uh, where people can reach out to us, etc. Yeah, you can reach out to us on our 
Facebook page. Just search 9021NOSO and you will find that Facebook uh, fan page. You can leave comments there and uh, drop us a line. Uh, leave us reviews on iTunes as well, uh, or I suppose it's called Apple Music. They've changed everything now. Twitter is X, uh, <laughs> iTunes, Apple Music. How do you keep up with it all? I'm so old. I can't do it. But point being, you can still leave us reviews the old-fashioned way on uh, Apple Music. A good way to boost our profile, a non-monetary way of supporting the show, which will boost our rankings as well. Um, of course, this is the 90210 So podcast that you're listening to so if you like us and certainly if you like us enough to drop us a comment um you can simply subscribe as well i often wonder how many people listen to the show without being sub subscribed so whether you've you've been with us uh, since day one or, or this first show you're hearing um if you like what you're hearing please do hit that subscribe button as well um right we I have a I'm good uh, if you're good. Do you want to? You want to? Uh... Just our Instagram, right? We've oh yeah, got, hit that up. Uh, up. Nine zero two one no so show on Instagram. That is our Instagram account. So we do get feedback uh, from there. We we read a very lovely uh, comment uh, on our last episode from our Instagram account. So um, if that is your preferred social media outlet of choice, hit it up. And I think that'll do it, JT, the numbers right. man. We've got them all tallied up. So here we go. In this episode, like I mentioned, we had six zeros. Uh, Henry, Iris, Scott, Emily, Miss Teasley, Felice. Then we had Cindy, then Jim, then Brandon, Steve, Brenda, Dylan, Donna, Andrea, Nat, Kelly, David, Mel, and Jackie Taylor in first place for this episode. Mm. Uh, here's our season two overall rankings. Mrs. Teasley at six, Felice at 13, Iris at 16, poor Scott buried at 38, Henry at 47, <laughs> Mel at 60, God. Jackie at 62, Nat at 86, Emily at 94, Cindy at 194, Jim at 203, Donna at 215, Andrea at 217, David at 218, Steve 228, Kelly 230. Dylan's at 272, Brenda at 288, and Brandon still atop the leaderboard for season two at 304 total points. And our final overall character season, uh, or season rankings through uh, all 44 episodes, Mrs. Teasley at last with six points, Felice at 13, Iris at 16, Henry at 47, Mel at 60, Jackie at 75, Emily at 94, Scott forever entrenched at 102, Nat at 136, Donna at 296 in her own universe still, but uh, inching up on David is at 344. Okay. Andre is at 360. Jim and Cindy still tied. They're at 361 apiece, which is nuts. They're always, you know, always tied or like one apart. Uh, yeah. Kelly's at 399. Steve's at 419. Dylan at 431. 100 points ahead of Dylan is Brenda at 531. And then Brandon, uh, well ahead of the crew uh, at 545 total points in our character rankings. Um, I love the laugh, Logan, at the Scasa because I swear to God, I get more comments than anything on the show about loving the fact that Scott's like forever stuck in this. Corner. I know. Um, that's like the feedback we get the most from our fans. I'm just thinking of Gruny popping in the future. Oh, uh, Gruny loves it. Uh, our, <laughs> our fan Angela loves it. Who reached out. 
uh, and commented on the show. She laughs at it, so it's uh, it's for the fans. The Scott. It's sort of those rankings. Have, have sort of, it's sort of the Scott Memorial. Um, yes. Yeah. The rankings sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. yeah. Hearts. Forever in our hearts and in our statistics. All right, that's going to do it for us, Logan. Thanks for joining. As always, it was a great time having you here. We'll get you back on soon as you continue your journey through now to an O. Tim, we'll be back in three weeks as we uh, continue to crawl through the end of season two. We have one, two, three, six episodes left. So we're almost there, almost at the end of season two. Uh, we'll have a returning guest next time. Uh, one of our favorites will be with us. So looking forward to that. So then, have a little dim sum, a little dim sum, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.